Wow, wow, wow. Man, it is incredibly just so good to be here. Absolutely an honor to be here. Um, again, my name is Jason Green, and uh, I'm connected with Celebration in, in Salinas, and we're just part of the family, we're just part of you. And uh, we are tethered. Uh, Pastor Randy and Cherie, the whole hand family uh, have just been, there's been no one else more influential in our lives and what God is doing in Salinas. But I'm part of the team, so just excited to be here with you this morning. I'm going to preach a message to you this morning. I'm, I'm excited about it. I really feel like God has something just for you, for your family, to lift you up, to encourage you. God is going to breathe fresh perspective into our lives. We're going to leave better than we came because Jesus is in the building. He's right there with you. So thank you for joining us. We just want to say welcome. I'm excited about the next 30 minutes. God's going to do some great things. Um, if you have your Bible, you want to follow along, you can open them to 1 Kings chapter 18, and we're going to start reading in verse 41. The title of today's message is, It's Invisible, But It's Not Impossible. It's invisible, but it's not impossible, not with our God. And so let's pray, and we'll get right into the word this morning. Father, we just thank you. We take a minute to pause, and I thank you for your presence that I sense right here and right now, we just thank you that you're going to release heaven into every room, through every phone, in every car. However, everybody may be joining us. We thank you that it is your presence, your power that makes all the difference. So we declare in Jesus' name that your anointing destroys every bit of heaviness. We declare heaviness is leaving and that the presence and the power of God is coming in every room answers to problems, solutions coming to people. God, we just thank you for breakthrough this morning. I thank you for your tangible presence in every room. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen. First Kings chapter 18, verse 41. Then Elijah said to Ahab, go up and eat and drink, for there is the sound of the abundance of rain. Let me stop right there and and uh, give you a little bit of a backstory. God's people were in a, a, uh, a famine because of the drought. There was no rain, there was no water, so there was no food. Um, people were beginning to die because of starvation, because of uh, just lack and shortage in their life. It was a dry time, it was a hard time. It was really a devastating time in God's people's lives. And I think some of us can relate in 2020 with, uh, with COVID and with what we're dealing with and quarantine, and we can relate to what God's people are going through because some of us have felt like, man, there's, there's a famine. There's just things missing in my life. We're separated from some of the things that we love and what God is, even some of us, God's purpose because of discouragement, because of disappointment. But there's a word from heaven for you. And so we pick up the narrative that they're in this very difficult time and God shows up on the scene and he begins to speak to a man of God named Elijah. And he said, Elijah said, go up and eat and drink, for I hear the sound of the abundance of rain. So Ahab went up to eat and drink, and Elijah went to the top of Carmel. He bowed down to the ground, put his face between his knees, and began to pray. And he said to the servant, now go look toward the sea. And the servant went and looked, and he came back, and he said these words, there is nothing. There is nothing. I know you heard from God, but I haven't seen anything yet. There is nothing. Nothing, And uh, he said, again, go look again. Seven times he came back. There is nothing. Go look again. He came back. There is nothing. Go look again. 
Then it came to pass the seventh time, he said, I see a cloud as small as a man's hand. It's insignificant, it's small, but something is happening. And so he said, go to Ahab and say, prepare your chariot, go down before the rain stops you. Now it happened in the meantime that the sky became black with clouds and with wind and the sky be and began, there was a heavy rain. So Ahab rode away and went to Jezreel in his chariot. Now catch this, verse 46, then the hand of the Lord came upon Elijah and he girded his loins and ran ahead of Ahab's chariots to the entrance of the city. What a powerful, powerful scenario we have that God shows up and puts an end to the drought. Now listen, you got to get involved in the chat. I'm telling you, God's, there's fresh revelation in here this morning. God's going to lift you up. I be, I'm believing that there's going to be people get healed, delivered, lifted up, encouraged. Nothing is too hard for our God. Our God is still a miracle worker. He is the way maker. There's nothing too hard for our God. Whatever you may be facing, I know 2020 has been a bit of a drag in a lot of areas, but God's about to lift us up. Come on, I heard Pastor Randy say the rest of this year is going to be the best of this year. And so we declare that over you and your family. And so how many of you know we're in the process of adapting to a new um, kind of new ways of doing things? And so we're watching NFL teams uh, in their stadiums with no fans in their stadiums. And that's new unless you're a Raiders fan. Come on, somebody, because they never have any fans in the building. <laughs> hey, listen, I'm sorry, Raiders fan. They just, listen, the Raiders left you for a sexier wife. That's all. They just... They just left Oakland for Vegas, you know, but anyway, I am a Niners fan, and you're welcome for that, okay? Uh, but we're getting used to new ways of doing What about this? What about standing in line in, outside of restaurants? We're not talking about some kind of exquisite dining experience. We're talking about Subway. Eat fresh. I'm standing in line. Are you joking me? The devil is a liar. What is this? Disneyland? Where's my fast pass? I mean, we're just getting used to, there's a process of doing things a new way, right? And so what about this? Distance learning. My Lord in heaven. How can I put this delicately? It is straight from the pit of hell is where it's from, okay? Anybody besides me believe that your teachers need a huge raise? My God, bunch of hellion little kids. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Listen, my boys have been doing extremely well but I attribute that to just great parenting, but you know, whatever. But listen, it's been, it's been a struggle, uh, but we're adapting to a new process. Come on, somebody say process. Put that in the chat. It's all about the process. And so we're going to talk about the process of coming out of a drought, the process of faith for believing God to come out of a drought into God's promise and fulfillment for your life. Now, coming out of a drought is a process. It doesn't happen all at once. It happens in stages. It is progressive. This is one thing that, that we as Christians can get really, really good. We need to get good at embracing this, that with God there's a process. The Bible says first the ear, first the blade, then the ear, then the full grain in the ear. There, this is progressive, that as I walk with Jesus, even though I deal with difficult times, Jesus promised to me, come on, Jesus always saves the best wine for last. 
And, and so th there is a progression. Hallelujah. So I don't care what you're going through in the name of Jesus. We declare it's about to get better. We declare the wine is about to flow. And it's not going to be that janky wine. It's not going to be that nasty wine. Come on. It's going to be the wine of the power of the Holy Spirit. We declare healings about to flow in your family. Healings about to flow into your kids. Come on. We declare family restoration for you and your household. Come on. The devil is a liar. I'm not about to stay in a drought. I serve the way maker. I serve the one who created created the worlds. I serve the one who is faithful to watch out over his word to perform it. Come on, devil. No, not today. I serve the God who kills giants. Come on, somebody. I don't care if you're dealing with depression. You're about to carry that giant head. Come on, David carried the giant head that everybody else was afraid of. I'm telling you, we're about to come out of a drought. Somebody put that in the chat. It's time to come out of the drought. It happens in stages, right? The process to achievement, to success, to God's destiny and fulfillment in your life. It, it is a process. It, it, is, it is progressive. God's abundance coming into your life, right? You may be dealing with financial things. You may be dealing with marital things, but I'm telling you, it is a process. And so many times when it doesn't look like anything's happening, I'm telling you, God is moving behind the scenes. And so how many of you know this, though, that starting the process can be stressful, right? So even starting to get dressed, right? The, 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 the guys are like, okay, I'm going to wear something. A am I going to be comfortable? That's the question for the guys. But, but the women get dressed and they go, babe, does it make me look fat? I just had a flashback of Chris Farley and Tommy Boy. He's like, does this jacket make me look fat? He's all, no, your face does. <laughs> But anywho, I'm not talking about all the beautiful women of celebration. You're beautiful. You're God's daughters. You're a princess. You're amazing. But I'm just saying that even getting dressed can be stressful. It can be stressful. And, and what about cooking, right? All the millennials are like, is this meal going to come out good enough to put on Instagram? I mean, it's a really stressful situation. What about this, y'all? What about dating? Come on, somebody. Sitting down with a stranger, and uh, I'm just going to, like, you know, kind of fill you out to see if I want to spend the rest of my life with you, you know? And dating is one of those things. It can be awkward, you know. Then your friend's like, hey, bro, you're dating that girl? You're like, yeah. Does she love God's house? No, nah, but she's a brick house. Come on, somebody. <laughs> Come on, man. Hey, listen, he's just like, I believe sanctification is an ongoing work. So, but the, the process can be stressful. You know what else, what else can happen as we begin to launch out to believe God? The process can feel shameful. You should be further along than you are. You should have more in your life. God should have done more in your life. But because of you, because of your failures, because of your shortcomings, and so the enemy tries to bring shame. And so it, it can be shameful. Have you ever been, the process, starting can be shameful. Have you ever been to the gym, right? First day of January? I mean, you've got New Year's resolutions. And then you look at people who apparently live at the gym and are hooked up to an IV of kale shakes. And, uh, you know, and you realize, oh, this is going to take commitment to the process. And so we're going to talk about the process of coming out of the drought, the process of faith. Here we go. Verse 41, he says, I hear the sound of the abundance of rain. Often when it comes to the realm of faith, we hear things from God that we do not yet See, and so this is this this is this process, and and if, if you're not careful, you can get lost right here. But just be encouraged this morning. Let's let's look at this process. That is to say, when a word from God comes into your life, you may not immediately see change in your situation. This is the process of faith. There are stages that you go through to see the word of God come to pass in your 
life. Let's talk about the drought. What is the drought? What am I talking about? A drought is a dry season. A drought is a dry season within yourself. You're experiencing dryness. A drought is shortage. A drought is lack. A drought is when there's not enough. Come on, if you're taking notes, write this, write this down. A drought is when what used to be easy now becomes difficult. Come on, you got to catch that. What is a drought? What is the drought I'm talking about? It's just when things that used to be easy now become difficult. Come on, was finances easy and now it's difficult? Was marriage easy? My God, when you spend that much time with your husband or wife, you find out if you really love them. Been in the house, my God, right? Come on, what you, marriage used to be easy. Kids used to be easy. I didn't have to be with my kids 87 hours a day. And what's, what used to be easy is now difficult. This is emotionally, right? I know we don't like to talk too much about it, but emotionally, there's just what used to be happy and, and there used to be a flow and there used to be, it used to be fulfillment and now there's, it's, it's difficult. So this is what a, a drought is. And so verse 41, he says, I hear the sound of the abundance of rain. The good news is that if you find yourself in a drought, that that drought was interrupted by a word from God, and there is a word from God right here today that's about to interrupt the drought in your life. Am I talking to anybody who is grateful that we still serve a God who interrupts hell's plans? Am I talking to anybody who used to be on drugs, but heaven, come on, God interrupted hell's plans? Am I talking to anybody whose kids were acting crazy, but God interrupted hell's plans? Am I talking to anybody who's been depressed, who's been down, who was suicidal, but God interrupted hell's plan. The Bible says no weapon formed against me is going to be able to prosper. I feel my help coming in here. You might want to get up in your house and run around the coffee table because no weapon formed against you is going to be able to prosper. Every tongue that rises against you, we shall condemn. Our God interrupts hell's plans. I'm, I just, come on, I got a word from God right here. Hell was going to try to mess up the next couple of months, but heaven just interrupted hell's plans. In the name of Jesus, you will not walk into sickness in the name of Jesus you will not walk into fear in the name of Jesus you will not be under you're the head and not the tail you're above and not beneath you're the lender not the borrower come on somebody come on my God makes your feet like hinds for you walk upon high places if God be for you who can be against you and I mean, they're shouting in here. I don't know if you're shouting at your house, but I need to tell you, I feel like the Holy Ghost has one arm in a socket and the Red Bull's coursing through my blade. Come on, God's about to do something up in here. We used to kind of be a little timid about, like, the Holy Ghost, but, like, Brand what's his name? Uh, Brandon Lake just came out with this killer song, I Need the Holy. I mean, it's crazy. I'm just telling you, if you... If you ain't never been high on the Holy Ghost, this morning's your morning. I'm just telling you. And so here we go. Someone say, here we go. So the first stage of coming out of the drought is invisibility. And this could be the most significant stage because if you get past this, you begin to see progress. So let's talk about the invisibility stage. This is where like, you know, you and I, like Elijah, we've heard something from God. I hear the sound of the abundance of rain. It's about to change. Everything's about to, to get better, right? There, there's the answer to prayer. The promise of God is coming to pass. We've heard something from God. What have you heard from God? What are you believing God for? Financial freedom, family things, whatever you believe God for, you've heard from God, but you have not seen it yet it is this invisibility season and so it's when we believe something and perceive something and yet do not see this is why hebrews 11:1 1 says 
that, that faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. This is the we walk by faith and not by sight. It's easy to preach it. It's a completely different thing to live it. And so right here, we want to we talk about it. So this is where you get this spirit of faith. I wonder if there's anybody that has some faith in here that my God is bigger than whatever obstacle I may face. You get a spirit of faith about you. You go, okay, I haven't seen it yet, but I heard it, and I know it's mine. I haven't seen the breakthrough in my marriage yet, but I know it's mine. I haven't seen the financial increase yet, but I know it's mine. I heard it, and I'm not going to quit until I hold it. Come on, somebody. The Bible says that the prophet went to the woman and said, about this time next year, you're going to give birth to a son. She was barren. She was disgraced. But God said, come on, God sent a word and changed her season. The good news about our God is that times and clocks don't change your season. Revelation and truth changes your season. You can get up and praise God in your bed bedroom and change your season because the bible says he inhabits the praises of our of our people i just heard the lord say tell them the season's about to change i feel the anointing of the holy spirit up in here your season is about to change it's about to go from heaviness all of a sudden you're going to walk in fulfillment your friends are going to look at you and say i don't know what happened to you and you can say like the woman at the well of samaria come see a man who changed my whole life his name is jesus he is the alpha he is the omega he is the beginning and the end come on he's the lily of the valley he's the bride i feel like preaching Jesus up in here does anybody else love Jesus is he still awesome is he still powerful does he still heal today he's the same yesterday today and forever I heard the Lord say get ready healing is coming to bodies deliverance is coming to minds he sent his word and healed us Woo! come on the chairs are excited in here come on somebody People are excited in here. I don't know if you can feel the same spirit that is here. But the awesome news about it, if you believe, somebody put believe in the chat. When you believe, it connects you to the current of heaven. When we choose to not believe, it connects you to the current of hell. All you have to do to feel like hell in today's day and age is just don't believe. All things are possible to them that believe. So believing connects you to the currency of heaven. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So if I want heaven to show up, give, oh my God. give us this day. If I want heaven to show up in my earth, then my connection to heaven is my faith. I don't have much, but I do have some faith. I, I may not have the greatest education, but I do have some faith. I don't know everything maybe I need to know, but I do have some faith. Is there any faith behind that camera to connect to me and to connect to Jesus and say, I'm coming out of this drought? Whoo, thank you, Jesus. I haven't seen it yet, but I know it's mine. Write this down, put it in the put it in the chat invisibility does not mean impossibility just because you can't see it doesn't mean it's not possible I love this right here write this down never forget it this is revelation from heaven invisible it's invisible it's invisible but it's it's inevitable <laughs> I gotta say that again it's invisible right now 
but it's inevitable. The Bible says that God watches out over his word to perform it. So shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth. It shall not return to me void. When God sends his word, when God sends his promise, when God gives you a word right here on Sunday morning, it does not return to him void, but it accomplishes it what, what God sent it forth to do. It's invisible, but it's inevitable. It's coming to pass if I can keep believing. Come on, th this is why God said Noah build an ark and Noah's like for real what's an ark it's never rain we don't even know what rain is and you want me to give the years of my life to build something in the hopes that something you said was going to happen is going to in the hopes that what you said was going to happen was going to show up we've never seen anything like that and God said I know but keep building keep building so the rain was invisible oh Jesus but it was inevitable it's invisible right come on your blessing might be invisible right now your increase might be invisible right now your happiness might be invisible right now your family being saved might be invisible the answer to your problem might be invisible right now but I came to tell you from heaven it is inevitable it's about to come to pass if you will continue to believe Jesus name I love this I love this verse 43 go look for clouds go look for clouds and he came back and he said there is nothing come on man that's what the devil says to you every time you try to believe God nothing's happening there's nothing going on in your marriage. It's worse today than it was five years ago. There's nothing going on in your soul. You're still jacked up. Newsflash, we're all jacked up. We need Jesus. He's fixing us. He's the potter. I'm the clay. Come on. The only reason I'm not more jacked up is because he has his hands on me. I wonder if we could get honest enough to go, yeah, I'm a pastor. But there's areas of me that are jacked up that only the master can touch. In worship this morning... In worship this morning, I was, I was worshiping with the team. And I said, God, I said, forgive me for not loving you better. Forgive me for not always exhibiting the heart of worship that I desire to have. For treating you like you're the most valuable thing in my life. And as I was standing there repenting, he tapped me on the shoulder and he said, yeah, but I saw your heart. And the fact that you want to love me right, the fact that you want to be better in worship, I saw that, hear me, and I gave it to you on credit. I ain't talking about MasterCard or Visa, but God gives it to you on credit because man looks at the outward appearance, but God looks at the heart. If you've been rejected, God sees you. If you've been looked over, God sees you. If you've been hurting and wounded on the inside and don't know why you're acting crazy, God sees you. You're not overlooked. God is for you, and he's about to lift you up, and he wants you to know, I'm not looking at what you've been doing last night. I'm not looking at what you did this morning I'm not looking at what you've been doing for the last six months I'm looking at your heart and underneath the hurt and underneath the pain and underneath the sin I see the heart of a worshiper they call you Saul but I call you David hallelujah I'm just saying 
I'm just saying, our God, I mean, we never worshiped him because we were good. We worship him because he is good. And it is the goodness of God that draws me. Religion tries to push me. Huh? Uh, Mean-spirited people try to judge you and hurt you and put you down. And God, he, he draws you. And so we see right here, I love this. Whenever you start in faith, it always feels like nothing, looks like nothing, and seems like nothing. But hear me, something is happening. Something is happening, right? Come on, you remember Jesus in the fig tree? He walked by, there was no fruit on it. There was no fruit on it, and he cursed the fig tree, and nothing happened on the surface. This is where, come on, man, this is where the devil tries to hit you. You've been to church. You've been believing God. It, nothing happened. Nothing's changing. You've been going for a year, five years, nothing. So the woman with the issue of blood had it for 12 years. The woman with the spirit of infirmity had it for 18 years. But one encounter with Jesus can shift everything. One encounter with Jesus can restore 18 years of pain. You've got to believe this is the God that we serve. Nothing's happening. He spoke to the fig tree and cursed it. Nothing happened. But three days later, they walked by, and the Bible says that they could see visibly that it had dried up, withered from the roots. I heard the Lord just say, this word right now, if you'll receive it, is about to cause some ungodly things wither away in you. There's some stuff in your emotions, some stuff in your heart, some stuff on the inside of you you don't know how to get rid of. And God says, that's okay, baby. I got you on this one. I'm sending a word. And just like Jesus' word can cause that stuff to wither away and die, I declare those things on the inside of you. Suicide's about to wither and die. Insecurity's about to wither and die. Homosexuality's about to wither and die. Sexual confusion's about to wither and die. There's some stuff. That's about to wither and die on the inside in the name of Jesus. Ungodly, demonic, deceptive thoughts that have caused you to think that you are someone you are not. They're about to wither and die. That's not who you are. David, before he fought Goliath, Saul said, put this armor on. Saul wanted to dress him up in something that David could not fight in. People always want to dress you up and put labels on you that don't fit you. And before David went to fight Goliath, he says, I got to take these off. These don't fit me anymore. I, woo, I feel the Spirit of God saying, that insecurity doesn't fit you anymore. That deception doesn't fit you anymore. Those deceptive lies of the devil that you say you love and you say you are, but inside you're dying, they don't fit you anymore. God's in the room. And so this morning, receive, come on, the Bible says that he is the great physician. We, see, we, we, got, we got to understand, you don't have to have anybody lay hands on you. God can do as much healing with the spoken word as he can with the laid upon hand. The word is being sent to you. Psalm 107 verse 20, he sent his word and healed you. So in Jesus' name, be healed. In Jesus' name, be delivered. 
in Jesus' name, be freed. I heard the Lord say this. He said, I'm not impressed with the pretend you, but I'm fascinated with the real you. Because it's the real you. The Bible says there's a treasure hidden in a field. And the Bible says a man finds the treasure and goes and sells everything that he has and buys the field. There's two revelations here. Number one, Jesus is the treasure in the field. It's dirty, but I'm going to follow Jesus. It's not popular, but I'm going to follow Jesus. Come on, some my family may not understand, but I'm going to follow Jesus. I found my treasure right here. But the other revelation is that you are the field and God can find treasure in you. The treasure is underneath the dirt. Here's what God said to me. God doesn't anoint the you that you project that has no dirt. God anoints the real you because he excavates the dirt and brings the treasure out of you. I know you have issues, but there's treasure in you. I know you're hurting, but there's treasure on the inside. Come on, husband. Come on, wife. Come on, teenager. I know there's stuff but there's treasure on the inside of you. And here's what God wants me to tell you. He says, you tell them, I specialize in removing the dirt and bringing the treasure. Here's what God said to me. He says, what makes him God is that he's the only one that can bring treasure out of your filth. Filth didn't stop the prodigal son from coming back to his father's house. The enemy wants you to think your dirt has done you in. Your sin, your filth, it's over. It's, I'm telling you, God's word to you, you're about to come out of a drought. There's treasure that God wants to bring out. Whew. What is treasure, man? It's just value. Treasure is value. It's gifting. It's anointing. It's the God part of you that he placed in you. I'm, I'm way, I think, I, my God, I don't even know where my time is. I got lost for a second right there. Come on, you are, come on, if you're getting anything, put something in the check. Come on, I received this. Come on, coming out of the drought. All right, and so here we go. Here we go. Wow. Still nothing. Go look again. Still nothing. Go look. Here, here's basically the key of the whole message. He went and looked seven times, and there was nothing. And here's what the... <laughs> Here's the answer from heaven. Oh, you've looked several times? <laughs> you've looked several times, have you? Are you proud of yourself? Go look again. And go pray again. Go believe again. Go love again. Go read God's word again. Go dream again. Go sow a seed again. Tithe again. Get committed to God's kingdom again. you got to go look. Come on, Jericho. The walls are still standing. March around again. Come on, put it in the chat. Go again. They're still standing on the seventh time. When you go around that, those walls are coming down. Come on, Mary. Go to the tomb of Jesus. She looked in there, saw nothing. She went and got Peter and John. They went in. Peter looked in, saw nothing. John looked in, saw nothing. But Mary went and looked again. Here's what God said to me. When you do it again, you can, when you look again, you can see things other people miss. You can see things other people miss. Miss, you got to do it again. Come on, man with the withered hand, stretch out your hand again. You got to come on, Naaman, you got leprosy, dip one time, 
Nothing happened? Dip a second time. Do it again. Third time. Do it again. Fourth time. Do, come on. The seventh time he did it, his flesh was as clean as anybody else's. I'm telling you, do it again. Here's what God told me. He says, when you do it again, Jesus touches it again. Come on. You remember the man who was blind? Jesus put, put clay on his eyes. And here's what he said. Here's what he said. What do you see? He says, I see men walking as trees. And then Jesus touched him again when and the bible says he saw everything clearly what come on it was better his, right his sight he goes i can see a little it's better but it's blurry maybe you find yourself in that place this morning it's better but it's blurry and god says now do it again and jesus will touch it again here's what god is saying you just need another touch and aren't you grateful that Jesus is always there to give you another touch? And then the last thing that God said about this phase, he says, when you do it again, the drought will end. When you do it again, when you believe again, when you pray again, when you get faithful again, when you love again, forgive again, when you do what God is telling you, what has God told you to do again? And don't just do it once, but do it again and again and again. Do it when you don't feel like, come on somebody. Do it when you don't feel like it. Do it when you're hurting. Do it when you're confused. Do it when you've been rejected, when you don't understand. But I'm going to do it again. I'm going to keep praising my God. I'm going to keep believing my God. I know I'm in a drought right now, but I just believe what the man of God said. It's invisible right now, but it's inevitable. I'm about to see rain. I'm about to see the presence and the power of God show up. In my, I'm coming out of this drought. You know, my wife and I... Um, we had a chance once we once we put our boys to bed. We'll, we find a, a show uh, that that you know we Netflix and chill, for real. You know what I'm saying? Looking forward to our time together, babe. I'm just saying. Anyway, she, anyway, she's so hot. She's knocked up, so you know I love her. Amen. So it's good. My wife is seven months pregnant. We are expecting our first baby girl, and um, it's incredible that she can be that smoking hot and that anointed at the same time. It's amazing. I tell everybody, look, my wife is this beautiful. It's proof that I have game. Come on, somebody, right? But anyway, um, in case you were wondering, <laughs> um, so we were watching a show. We were watching this show on Netflix, and there's this kind of remake of this show that I loved as a kid. Right? I loved the, the movie The Karate Kid, right? Straight up, Daniel LaRusso is about to go down, you know. Karate Kid. Well, they made this show called Cobra Kai, right? Cobra Kai. So we were watching this remake of the Karate Kid. And, uh, and they showed this scene of Mr. Miyagi, right? And he's, he's teaching Daniel to fight. Daniel been whipped up by some bullies. And so Mr. Miyagi says, I'll train you. I'll teach you to fight. So he shows up at his house. And he just uncovers all these cars. And he says, he says Daniel, son, you wash car. Here's how you do it. Wax on. Wax off. Wax on. Wax off. So he finished one car and two cars and three cars. And he's like, Mr. Miyagi, you're using me. I want to learn to fight. Mr. Miyagi said, Shh, do it again. Do it again. Wax on again. Wax off 
again. Then he said, paint the fence up and down. And you know, you come on, you know the story. Here's what Mr. Miyagi was telling him. I know you don't feel like doing it, but what you don't realize is that while you're doing it again, you're learning how to win victories in your future. So we declare over you, the drought is over and you are walking in to the reign of God. And I hear, I hear the Lord say, in the next six months to a year, some of it will be progressive. It'll be a process. It's not immediate, but I believe you're going to notice a difference immediately. The touch of heaven is coming to you and your family. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. I want to pray for everybody, anybody who doesn't know Jesus is your Lord and Savior. The Bible says, as many as call upon his name shall be saved. The Bible says that he's a friend that sticks closer than a brother. He's been around you when you didn't know you were around you, protecting you, guarding you, keeping you. And the Bible says that all who call upon his name shall be saved. So this morning, we're going to pray a prayer of salvation. And then secondly, we're also going to pray for those of you that feel like, man, I've been in a drought, but I believe the word of, of the Lord today that I'm coming out of this drought. Things are going to shift. So let's pray over every person. Father, I thank you for every person that needs salvation. I pray for every person that's never received Jesus Christ. I pray for every person who's known you, but they're far from you, and they want to come back to you this morning. God, I pray for every person who's been in a drought God, we declare that drought is over. They're coming into your reign and into your presence. If you raise your hand for salvation, pray this prayer with me. Say, Jesus, forgive me of my sin. I believe Jesus Christ died and was raised for my salvation. And I turn away from sinful ways and I turn to you. If I fall, when I fall, I thank you that you lift me up. I will, with your help, serve you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, I thank you for your presence, Lord, right now in every room. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening. If this impacted you and you'd like to partner with us, go to celebrationchurch.cc give to help us reach people with the message of Jesus. 